Bhagwan, fam. How you doing, player? What's going on, folks? It's your old chuckle buddy. Jesu. Jonathan Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent April 4th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. How you doing, folks? Glad to be here with you. If you are new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, what I'm about here is um, relatability through understanding. There are many ways to skin a cat. You know, um, I see relating to one another as a step towards understanding one another. That's what I try to do in my life. So what I do here is I speak about myself in order to relate to yourself, you the listener, you the viewer. And I also speak on, you know, issues of the day, you know, 21st century living and, you know, entertainment, news, current events, things of that nature, you know, and it all comes down to that relatability. It's a cock beaten world. It's like eating a shit sandwich, you know? You go out the door in the morning, step out your front door. We are bombarded with negativity, fear, anxiety, you know? And being able to relate to one another is a step closer to understanding. So that's what I try to do here. And uh, if you are new to the show... Something very uh, interesting. This is new for the show. An avid listener, DB, DB, who is an avid listener of the show, friend of the show, he sent me this artwork piece that he did. I'm going to post it on the YouTube channel. You can check it out. It's, uh, it's a throwback to the last episode the last episode, 118, JR the P, um, I got into a little spat. I got into a little spat with a Canadian goose. You know, during this time of coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, everybody's quarantined, you know, society is a little bit like, you know, at a distance at the moment. So it was one of those days when I was feeling kind of low down, shiftless, you know, kind of lousy, like a real dog's breakfast, right? Just real brow beating of a day, feeling kind of crummy. So finally, I get the gumption up to go for a walk and I go for a walk, stretching the legs, getting some fresh air. And lo and behold, I bump into a Canadian goose. And I'm looking at him, right? And, you know, I'm enjoying it, right? I'm like, oh, look at him. He's beautiful. But then he spins around and looks at me. This fucking Canadian goose or duck or loon or goon. I don't know whatever the hell you call him, right? This fucking Canadian goose. He spins around and he looks at me, right? And he goes, little fucker hissed at me. So um, a listener of the show, D.B., sends me this funny little art piece, you know, depicting me yelling at a Canadian goose, you know, Canadian loon, freaking out on this Canadian loon, goose, whatever he is, right? 
So thank you, DB. Uh, that was a first for the show, and it was much appreciated. And, uh, you know, I definitely enjoyed it. Gave me a chuckle. So to begin with, um, I am an actor extraordinaire. 19 years of service. Diploma in theater arts. That's being to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Um, what's going on in the world of acting slash celebrity during this time of coronavirus? Um, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, famous actress, model, ex-Israeli military, you know, this very renowned woman. Gal Gadot of the Wonder Woman fame. Yes, the DC Comics uh, latest incarnation of Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. She got into a little bit of hot water as of late. Let me tell you about it. So Gal Gadot and pals, some of her like famous celebrity friends, uh, Kirsten Wig. Uh, Will Ferrell, Sarah Silverman, Mark Ruffalo, Sia, um, Amy Adams, and a few others, you know. There were quite a few of them. They do this social media video. It's like a selfie-style video, all these clips, of them singing the words to John Lennon's Imagine. And there was some backlash. Um, people were calling it tacky, self-aggrandizing, egotistical, tasteless. In this time in which we're going through a pandemic, people are quarantined, the coronavirus COVID-19, people were looking at this like, wow, what an overinflated, egotistical publicity stunt by these attention-hungry, starving, uh, attention-whore celebrities doing this pitiful little cringeworthy video that's really out of touch with the general public. Like, people are looking for answers and, you know, real solutions during this pandemic. And okay, on one hand, I saw all of that. Yeah, it's cringeworthy. Perhaps it's a little out of touch. Perhaps it's a little self-aggrandizing. Okay, I saw that viewpoint. But to the flip side of that, I saw it like this as well, where it's like, okay, these are A-list celebrities. These are people that have fans. These are people that are legit high-level performers. All the names I mentioned. So it's like, okay, they obviously make this video. It's kind of strung together. It's like, um, you know, it's obviously intended to be a personal sort of a touch. Something uplifting. John Lennon, famed singer-songwriter, Beatle. Imagine, everybody knows that song. It's like, it's a very uplifting song about unity and the world 
will be as one. So it's like, is it really that far-fetched that these people with their celebrity, their fans, is it really that far-fetched that there might be people out there wanting to hear from Gal Gadot, Sarah Silverman, Mark Ruffalo, Kirsten Wig, Will Ferrell, Amy Adams. These are people that are famous. They have fans. They're loved. They're beloved. Like, is it really that far-fetched people might want to see it? Like, I mean, I didn't want to see it. I mean, I saw the video once. It was cringeworthy, kind of tacky. But hey, that's just like my own cynical outlook. You know? I am well aware that there are people out there that would have loved that. You know, having a video from their one of their one of their icons, one of their heroes, you know, showing them a little bit of, you know, a little outreach, a little caring, a little uplifting during this time, you know? And number two, how how hypocritical? How hypocritical? Any anyone on social media commenting on that uh, post that celebrity imagine post anybody commenting on that on social media is a hypocrite complete hypocrite I mean during this time of COVID-19 if you're posting anything about COVID-19 coronavirus if you are posting about this pandemic and it is not in the vein of uh you know, information, solution coming from a medical society, some sort of solution, some sort of information-based post. If you're not posting along those lines, you're kind of exploiting the situation. You're exploiting it. I mean, look at me here. JR the P, Jar the Ramch on the podcast. You know, I've seen an uptick in my viewership due to some of the content around coronavirus. And other people online are doing the same thing. It's like, it is probably going to go down as one of the biggest events of the 21st century, for sure. When we look back on the 21st century, well, <laughs> whenever they do, you know, whenever the aliens, you know, go peek into the time capsule, They'll see that, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19, probably one of the biggest things of the 21st century as a forecast into the future. So, of course, everybody's speaking on it. And you're a hypocrite to criticize them for jumping on that bandwagon. You know, we have countries, we have counties, cities, provinces, you know, communities around the world jumping on this sensational story you know but fuck town usa De decries state of emergency tampon county canada decries state of emergency shitsville usa claims state of emergency <laughs> when it's really just like okay what you have a couple cases of coronavirus you got to deal with it obviously but is it really newsworthy decrying a state of emergency decrying a state of emergency no it's all just drummed up 
sensational news pandemonium. Fear, anxiety sells ads. You know, it's like we live in this social media time where viewership is so important, getting those numbers up. You know, everybody's fighting for that spot. So to speak on coronavirus, other than being a medical professional, you're more or less exploiting the situation, right? So I don't know. That's how I also see it as like, okay, hypocritical. All these bloggers, all these YouTubers, podcasters, um, alleged news outlets, like lambasting these poor bastards for making this corny video. But it's like, yo, you guys are a part of the same hypocrisy, the same tacky, tasteless, corny, fucking, you know, uh, punditry. Basically, I think I used that word all right, you know, and uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Hypocrisy. Punditry. And, uh, you know, that's what it is. (laughs) And also, if you're going to do like this, if you're going to hold John Lennon up as like this, oh, singer songwriter of um, uplifting spiritual um, tunes. I don't know why they didn't just cover some of his other tunes to really put in place what this guy really was. You know, he wasn't no fucking martyr. He wasn't no fucking spokesperson for humanity. How about this one? Um, how about this tune? Why didn't they all sing this tune? Um, where do we have it here? Oh, here we go. I, could, I would have loved to have sen- seen this cover by um, Gal Gadot and Friends. Woman is the nigger of the world. Yeah. Song by John Lennon, Plastic Ono Band, and Yoko Ono. Woman is the nigger of the world. Wouldn't that have been a nice little cute tune? They could have, like, switched it up, you know? Like, coronavirus is the nigger of the world. You know? Look at some of these lyrics. Woman is the w- nigger of the world. Yes, she is. Think about it. Woman is the nigger of the world. Think about it. Do something about it. Can you get any more inflated, egotistical, out-of-touch, nonsensical as some stupid, swarmy British asshole with a Bieber cut and his stupid Japanese girlfriend with her dumbass glasses singing about niggas? Can you be any more out of fucking touch? So, like, I don't even know why they drummed up this fucking John Lennon bozo to begin with. Though I do like John Lennon and I love the Beatles. What the fuck do they know about anything, though, when it really comes down to it? What does anybody know? But um, I do love, um, you know, actors and their resilient heart and their, um, you know, just their corny, theater-loving, fucking singing, dancing, like... That's what I do love about the acting community. As an actor, they're like very warm-spirited dreamers, much like John Lennon sung about. Some people say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. You know, we're dreamers. And um, hey, the message wasn't lost on me. Uh, (laughs) Swing and a miss. God bless you, Gal Gadot and friends. And, um, yo, we live to see another day. 
So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramturan, actor extraordinaire. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I, <laughs> they should have come up with a comeback video like, um, imagine we didn't make this video. Imagine we left you alone during coronavirus pandemic. Some people say that um, I'm a hack, but I'm not the only one. Look around you. Everybody's talking about it, trying to get likes on Facebook. And the world can get a thumbs up. You know, everybody's a fucking hypocrite. Anyway. Oh, yes. And by the way, if you are new to the show, I am also an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Um, three plus years of consistent consecutive sobriety. Yeah. During the end of the world, as it seems, uh, during this pandemic, Resident Evil, you know, 28 days later, fucking zombie land, fucking Night of the Living Dead fiasco that we have going on here, you know, pandemic coronavirus 2020 slash 2019, COVID-19. During these fucked up days, man, like, I get to reminiscing on my uh, drunken past and how anything was an excuse to drink back in those days, right? Like, oh no, somebody um, honked their horn at me as I was crossing the street today. I'm drinking tonight. Oh, I'm in a great mood. What a beautiful day. I'm getting drunk tonight. You know, oh, what a horrible day. It's raining, it's pouring, the old man's snoring. I'm getting drunk tonight. It didn't matter, rain or shine, happy, sad, I'm getting drunk. And during this pandemic, coronavirus, I'm lucky that in the face of all this adversity and pandemonium, I don't feel the craving to drink. You know, I would lie, I would be lying to say it doesn't cross my mind. Um, I was walking around yesterday um, at a social distance, by the way, you know, two meters apart from everybody. I was out there walking around and I saw this young man and he was in the park and he was sitting on a rock. It was like a large boulder, sitting cross-legged on a large boulder. You know, that's what it was, um, sitting on this boulder in the park. He had a bag of beer with him and he's smoking a cigarette. And I'm just looking at this dude. And I'm like, wow, end of the world, pandemic, coronavirus, you know, government's telling you to stay indoors, only go outside as absolutely needed, if necessary. And you're going to go to a park, sit cross-legged on a fucking boulder and get drunk by yourself. Nonsensical. Though when I was living that lifestyle, it made complete sense. So I'm very grateful I don't live that way anymore. You know what I mean? Like drinking in public, especially at a time like this, just adds to the whole negative anxiety that's very raw and alive in the street, man. You see it, you know? Alcoholics losing their mind. <laughs> Getting kicked out of grocery stores. I wasn't stealing. I wasn't stealing. Eh, fuck you. Fuck you. Eh. Crackheads, you know, fuck you, fuck you, motherfucker, I wasn't stealing, I wasn't stealing, I wasn't stealing, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know, you take a walk in downtown uh, 
metropolis anywhereville like i live in a big metropolis toronto canada i'm pretty sure it's probably the same everywhere you walk in these downtown cities during this pandemic you see all these fucking afflicted people yelling screaming squawking acting like crazy and what they're really doing is portraying that self-centered egotistical nature that the alcoholic slash addict exhibits only too well you know it's all about them and their addiction and stuff like that right like the truth of the matter is people are trying to work together the best they can to get through this situation then you got all these down and out fucking addicts and drunks screaming hooting and hollering as if like they're down on these hard times due to coronavirus, but it's really just their ongoing legacy of nonsense that's really fucking with them at this time, you know? And they ain't helping society by yelling, screaming, squawking, belly aching out there in public, making a fucking scene. You know, you see a lot of that right now when you walk around downtown Toronto. It's just like all these people that are, you know, on one hand... We have to have compassion for people. But on the other hand, how do you help somebody if you lie to them? If you don't tell somebody the truth about a situation, how are they supposed to learn and grow from that? So you see you see it in downtown Toronto. I see it. All these people, like I just mentioned, screaming, squawking, hooting and hollering about, <laughs> poor woe is me, woe is me, oh, coronavirus. It's like, it had nothing to do with the coronavirus. You were fucked probably for decades, years before this. And it's like, now we're in a situation that calls for responsibility, accountability, and action. And you got these people trapped in desperation and finding another excuse to blame um, their failures on the world. Coronavirus. That's why I'm fucked up and drunk and on drugs. Coronavirus. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's not my fault. And yo, hey, I lived that life for a long time. You know, um, I blamed my parents, my mother, my absent father. I blamed the brakes. You know, those are the brakes, kid. You know, like, shit, I got handed the fucking shit end of the stick, you know? Handed the shit end of the stick. It's it's everybody's fault but my own. And until I was able to take that accountability, that's when things changed for me. And I'm very grateful for that today. And if you're out there and you're struggling and you need, um, if you need some guidance, a change, something during this time of pandemic, which is the best time to like give your head a shake, um... I suggest try what I did. What I did was I joined a 12-step program. That's nothing official. No dues, no fees. Um, This is basically group therapy. Um, And actually, to tell you the truth, this is a kind of a rough time to promote this because (laughs) unfortunately, a lot of meetings are closed at the moment. 12-step recovery due to the coronavirus pandemic. But you can always get information on this online youtube 12-step programs um zoom z-o-o-m zoom i heard that they're doing a lot of um 
streamed meetings, streaming a lot of meetings. So you can always get information on this um, during this time of pandemic. You can always watch videos online and kind of learn from home until you get the opportunity to go to an actual meeting. And what these meetings are, are basically group therapy. There's no dues, no fees, no emphasis on God or religion. Um, you attend these meetings and you get a share on your issues pertaining to your alcoholism slash addiction. Then you get to listen. You get to hear from others. And in doing that, you come out of your, again, I shouldn't be saying this, but you come out of your isolation. <laughs> and, um, you know, right now we kind of have to self-isolate due to the coronavirus, COVID-19. But once this all gets behind us, 12-step recovery is great because it brings you out of that antisocial, self-absorbed behavior. You become a part of a community. And you share on your issues, you listen to other people's issues, and you know you, you get involved in life. And day by day, your days add up, and then one day you find yourself in a new life. And it's a blessing. And I highly recommend it to anybody out there suffering. Um, hey, we all got our loads to bear, and, you know, recovery, health and happiness, that's a very real thing that anyone can have. It can always get better, you know? It can always get worse, but it can always get better as well. And there's a lot of strength and hope in recovery. And um, I implore you, if you're out there and things are looking rough for you and you need change and you're scared and hey there, there ain't no need to be scared it's like an opportunity an opportunity to realize yourself for the first time in a long time and um i had to be a little bit hard on you there i had to talk the way i did because um this is what i'm seeing this is this is what i'm seeing this is how i'm feeling and um you know you need that tough love in these tough times, you know? Why sugarcoat it, you know? Um, you know, it's a tricky bitch. It's a tricky bitch. Cunning, baffling, powerful. That's the nature of alcoholism. And, um, you know, during these hard times, you need that hard love. And um, I definitely wish that to anybody out there. And um, recovery is yours for the taking. It truly is. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, alcoholic. I'm also a janitor. Yeah, I'm talking mop buckets, slop buckets, toilets, tampons, urinals, urinal kicks, parking garages, um, garbage bins, garbage bags, garbage trolleys, uh, organic waste bins, recycle bins, the whole kit and caboodle, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a motherfucking janitor. God made dirt and dirt don't hurt. God made dirt and dirt bust your ass. I'm a mo fucking janitor. I push a little mop bucket. You know, I dip, I dip the mop in the mop water. Then I mop the floor. You know, fucking roll up the old sleeves, plunge in the toilet. For fuck's sake. God damn it. Sorry, God, I shouldn't be swearing. Ah, for the boom What the blood call you? Plunge in a toilet, you know? 
Huh? Washing windows. You know, pushing a garbage trolley. You know? And it's blessed. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Um, as I mentioned, I am an actor. So I have expenses. Um, takes money to make money. So yes, the expenses of trying to go forward as an actor. And definitely in this time of coronavirus, just the necessity of having a job. Um, I'm very fortunate for it. Um, I'm at a time right now where it's like, okay, over the past uh, year and a little bit, I've worked very hard as a janitor. Paid off some loans. I had a student loan, which I paid off. Um, banked a little bit of money, humble amount, for some of my performing endeavors. And prior to this uh, coronavirus, I was looking to um, transition out, you know? Hightail it the fuck out of this janitorial hustle. I'm done with it. Over. Um, it's a cock-beaten, back-breaking uh, ego deflating line of work, you know? Um, and I was very grateful to do it, but I was looking for a change and this whole coronavirus thing kind of derailed this process for the moment. So I just want to give a shout out to all those essential businesses, services out there, all the people in the service industry, restaurants, um, grocery store, cleaning companies, janitorial, transportation, you know, um, public transit, uh, delivery, you know, shipping, receiving, um, the medical profession, doctors, nurses, um, you know, all that, all the essential services that keep our society running. I want to give a shout out to them because, you know, while I'm grateful to have a job and to be working, you know, the reality is a lot of these people that are essential are, you know, on the grind and have been on the grind. And like myself, there may have been people out there with like, you know, plans to move onward, who've been working very hard, that got derailed. Because generally speaking, um, and again, I'm doing some of that tough love, hard love shit, because what's the point in sugarcoating it? What's the point of being all blah, blah, blah about it when it's like, yo, this is a time of accountability and introspection and moving on, right? Like a lot of these people talking about, oh, jobs are drying up and there's no jobs and blah, blah, blah. It's like, there is a long, extensive list of people that are considered essential. I mean, for God's sakes, if a cashier has a job and is employed, making money, what are you squawking about? Like, oh, oh, I got laid off and I can't get a job. It's like, yo, man, it's like somebody called, somebody said I should be lucky the other day. I was talking about how I was a janitor and uh, whatever. And somebody's like, oh, you should be, you should, you're lucky to have a job. I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be a janitor. I'm grateful for it. And I'll do it with a smile on my face. But 
lucky? No, I think what it is, is I took the responsibility to work hard in the face of adversity. Yeah. Like my ideal is to be a full-time performing actor. I've worked hard for that. I studied in school. I've done a lot of in, in, in independent productions, all around performer, busting it out, grinding it out. But, you know, as that is a precarious job market, I took the responsibility to work as a janitor to ensure I had an income. So when this whole coronavirus thing hit, it's not that I was lucky to have a job. It's that I have a track record of being responsible and working, which what it is with most of these people who are essential services. Like, I mean, you could just be a Joe Blow working at a fucking warehouse, still employed, shipping, receiving, um, transportation. All those jobs are considered essential. People are working. Restaurants, delivery, um, cleaning services. Like, there are many people still working. I look out the window, you know, first thing in the morning. I see construction workers at work, you know. Like, there's a lot of people working. All the fear and pandemonium are really coming from, I hate to say it, stupid, irresponsible um, people. Stupid, irresponsible people get scared over nonsense. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Am I losing losing the love? (laughs) Are people hating on me? But isn't that really what it is? Stupid, Stupid, irresponsible people freaking out about like, Like, this thing is in its infancy. Like, here in Canada, we got, it was first issued as a state of emergency, like, a little under two weeks ago. So, let me get this straight. In In under two weeks, you have all these people freaking out that, oh my god, I'm financially ruined, holy shit, blah, blah, blah. It's like, nothing's even really happened yet, and you've seen people freaking out. I mean, nothing's really happened. My life has barely changed. I'm indoors more than usual. I got to wash my hands a few more times a day than usual. Like, what is really the issue? There are plenty of people working. And if you you need a job, go down to Walmart. They're probably hiring. All these places are hiring. There's a lot of jobs available. And the jobs that aren't considered essential are usually like, self-contractor, independent type of businesses where it's like, okay, you're going to get some kind of government subsidy to tide you over. And, you know, if you've been working for yourself and you have any sense of competency, you would like to think that, okay, these people were, you know, financially responsible, saving, doing what they had to do to ensure the lifestyle in which they love so dearly. And it's like, hopefully they had some foresight there. But if you've been living check to check and money's tight and da-da-da-da-da-da, it's because, generally speaking, you're probably irresponsible and you haven't really been thinking about how to use your money effectively. I'm a, I'm a fucking janitor, for God's sakes. I'm not freaking out. You make money, you save your money. And then the money you have, you use for, you know, essential expenditures and then you put your savings into things that will further your life rather than just buying consumer products any fucking chance you get 
So, you know, I'm feeling a lot during this time. I'm feeling fortunate to be employed. I'm understanding that, you know, there are people out there less fortunate, but I've been there myself. I've been irresponsible, stupid, pointing the blame. And it's a time of tough love and sacrifice. People got to make. And, um, you know, you know, for example, here I am continuing to make a sacrifice because, as I said, I hate my job. I'd walk off at it right now. But, um, yo, I can't. It's like I got a essential job that I've been, I've been, I'm grateful to have. I've worked hard to maintain. So I got to bear through it until the end of this whole, until there's some light at the end of the tunnel. And until then, yo, if you want to be a janitor, folks, giddy up. You know, if you want to be as lucky as me, giddy up. Go down to your local fucking um, hospital. Go down to your local grocery store. I'm sure there are in need of cleaning services. I'm sure they're in need of stocking of shelves, this, that, and the other. There are opportunities out there to make some money. And if you've been due diligent and smart, you probably have some EI, employment insurance coming, some sort of severance, some sort of financial surplus should be coming your way if you were working with any sort of sense of mind. If you were just out there flandering, then don't it, isn't it really just yourself you have to blame? <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, if that sounds harsh, it's just like, I don't get how I'm supposed to feel thankful and grateful to be a janitor. I just don't get that logic. People will try to tell you that. You should be thankful to be a janitor. Excuse me? Right now, I'm in the middle of a pissing match with some guy. Somebody at my job is pissing all over the toilet seat. Pissing all over one of the toilet seats. One of the many toilet seats I have to clean in a day. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know if it's a personal attack. I don't know if it's a pure act of ignorance. But it's something that's going on. Somebody's pissing all over one of my toilet seats. I gotta get out the fucking rag and the disinfectant. <laughs> Wipe down piss one to two times a day. That's what my life's looking like right now. Wiping down piss in the time of coronavirus. So am I lucky? Or is it that I've taken the responsibility to work? So, you know, this is what I'm feeling. The aggravation of um, anxiety, stupidity, and unaccountability in this time. You know, you see drug addicts bitching, whining, bellyaching, squawking, causing all this hooting and hollering in the street when it's really just their own addiction has nothing to do with the hardness of the times. It's like your life was fucked before this. Then you got people bitching, whining, and bellyaching. Oh, the economy, whatever. It's like you were financially fucked before this. You weren't thinking. You were just like an absent-minded consumer. You know, now the reapers come in to collect and all of a sudden, oh, 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 I'm scared. <laughs> but hey, yo, until then, I'm just going to keep pushing my mop bucket you know, washing my windows, pushing my garbage trolley, you know, vacuuming, 
And if it's good for the goose, hey, good for the gander. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, janitor. And last of all, I am a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. 11 years of service. I thought the Raptors NBA final fucked my career. Holy shit. Back in 2019, last year, the year of the COVID-19, back in 2019 when the Toronto Raptors were in the NBA final, they fucked up every show I was trying to produce, trying to perform on. I couldn't get a motherfucker to pay attention, you know? It was just like, holy shit, everybody was glued to the screen watching basketball. People that were basketball fans, people that weren't basketball fans. It's just like everybody was watching. They fucked my career that year. (laughs) Thank you, Raptors. I thought 2019 was fucked because of comedy, for comedy, due to the Raptors. Like, holy shit, this COVID-19, this coronavirus. Gee willikers, man. I don't know what to suspect or to forecast going forward. But what I do know is that it's an opportunity for me to pull myself up on my bootstraps, stop bitching, whining, and bellyaching, get to work doing what I got to do to keep myself in the game. Podcasting. Luckily enough, I've been rocking that for the last little while since 2017. The inception of JR the P, December 27, December 2017, started doing the podcast. So, you know, rolling with the punches, keeping myself busy. And, you know, if I can wipe down a piss-stained toilet during this COVID-19 crisis, you're damn right I could do a podcast or two, you know, keeping it live for you. And, uh, well, we don't go live. (laughs) Maybe sometime I'll do a live podcast. Those are some of my thoughts for the future, actually. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. You know, it's still day by day, counting my blessings. Don't want to count the chickens before they hatch. And, uh, you know, all in a day's work. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian. And those are the four things that sum me up at the moment. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor, alcoholic, janitor, stand-up comedian. So, welcome to the show. I got a little testy. Gotta be honest. Gotta be honest. During this time, we need this accountability. I need it. You need it. You know, it's like, hey, if things were truly as desolate as they try to make it out to be in the news, then I would agree. I wouldn't just be sitting here saying misinformation but i don't see it that way i really don't see it that way i look into society i see construction workers working i see delivery trucks on the road i see people delivering food uber eats foodora i'm working there's there's restaurant there's a there's a coffee shop in my building that i work at they're open the maintenance men are working the elevator men are working the men and women security men and women are working Transportation, men and women are working. Buses are on the road. Taxis are on the road. Grocery stores are open. The government is still in, in um, like, what do you call it? Congress, not Congress, what do you call it here? Parliament, they're all at work. Television, st- stu- uh, television, news, morning television, radio. There's a lot of businesses open, you know? And everything in, in that keeps those things oiled, you know, transportation needs 
mechanics, auto body repair. Those places are open. Um, you know, manufacturing. People that manufacture goods and shit like that, they're open. Agricultural things that produce the food, they're open and working. So it's like, it's too early for this whole oh, 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 bullshit fucking fear fest that they're trying to cram down our throats. It's an urgent situation where people are unfortunately passing away from the coronavirus. It generally affects the elderly, people with pre existing health conditions, high blood pressure, heart condition, you know, uh, you know, things of that nature. And it is very real. And we're taking our precautions. We're washing our hands, practicing social distancing, cough etiquette, stay quarantined as much as you can. But at the end of the day, it's just far too early for this doom and gloom. I don't see it. And if you are feeling that doom and gloom, it's perhaps a good wake-up call that something needs to be done in your life. And I shouldn't feel guilty for saying this. I'm a fucking janitor. I'm a fucking janitor telling you to shut up and take control of your fucking life. There ain't nothing to worry about. You know, once something does become overwhelmingly obvious, then yes. But until then, it's like... Too early to really tell. There are some inconveniences, some casualties to the disease, and we're dealing with it the best we can as a society. And I'm pissed. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to fucking lambast you. I'm going to give you a good brow beating, shellac you. You know? I don't know. It's too much blah, 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 you know? Gets in my craw. <laughs> Stuck in my craw. But hey, while we are under quarantine and the end of the world is approaching, why not have a couple chuckle or two? Here's some goofy um, news articles revolving, involving the coronavirus. All right, what we got here? These are just some funny little news articles, news clips, news stories that I came across um, that, you know, kind of made me laugh a little bit. Some are just outlandish, nonsensical, funny. The first one here, this is from globalnews.ca. Turkmenistan bans use of the word coronavirus. <laughs> Can you imagine that in this time of coronavirus? They ban the word how dare you utter, you, are, you will be locked up indefinitely for muttering coronavirus. Ash Turkmenistan for you. Check this out. So this is an article by Josh K. Elliott. Coronavirus? Question mark. What's a coronavirus? Question mark. Turkmenistan's authoritarian government has banned all uses of the word coronavirus from public discourse in a bizarre attempt to control any mention of the COVID-19 disease. State-controlled media have been ordered not to use the word and police are arresting citizens who say coronavirus or wear face masks in public, according to Reporters Without Boundaries, RSF. Reporters Without Boundaries, an international NGO dedicated to promoting free speech. RSF cites the Turkmenistan 
Chronicle, one of the country's few sources of independent news, in its reporting. The Chronicle published a story earlier this month showing that coronavirus has been removed from all state Ministry of Health pamphlets. The Turkmen authorities have lived up to their reputation by adopting this extreme method for eradicating all information about the coronavirus, said Gian Cavalier, head of RSF Eastern Europe and Central Asia desk, in a statement. The denial of information not only endangers the Turkmen people most at risk, but also reinforces the authoritarianism imposed by President Gurbalangolo Berdanemianov. This is a fucking mouthful. President Gurbanguly Berdyamukhamadov. Chikwi, chinkwi. This sounds like fucking fucking Borat's country or something. Chinkwi, yanisnayu, da. My name's Borat. I like you. You like me? <laughs> they need to come out with a Borat too. I love that fucking movie. Sounds like Borat. There's no such in 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 my country, Bergsmenistan in Turkmenistan, my country, we never heard of COVID nineteen. <laughs> we cough in each other's face as a form of social grace. <coughs> anyway. Uh, we urge the international community to react and to take him to task for this systemic human rights violations. Turkmenistan is a closed-off nation of about 5.8 million people bordering on Iran. So they border Iran. They're a country of 5.8 million. All right. And its leader, President Berdemenohedov, <laughs> is a strongman in the same vein as ally Russian President Vladimir Putin. The former dentist loves riding horses, writing books about tea, and driving fast cars. Yeah. So yeah. You got countries like Turkmenistan banning the word coronavirus, saying it incites fear, there will be penalties, there will be this, there will be that, you know. Just a, a lack of social um, freedom of speech. <laughs> and, um, you know, on one hand, it's very sad and tra tragic. You know, they're offering misinformation to their people. I mean, I'm a little bit weary and leery of the whole scope of coronavirus. You know, it's a little hard to really see at the moment even though there are a lot of people hard at work um the science the study the information behind it it's still one of those for me at least my outlook it's like it's still just too early and too hard to tell until something real 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 hits how can i really sweat this motherfucker you know it's like I think it's really all the misinformation that gives me the most anxiety about it rather than the actual situation. But, um, you know, Turkmenistan locking down on freedom of speech. <laughs> Can't even say the word coronavirus. So count yourself blessed if you live in a country where people will actually admit there actually is a situation, you know, rather than getting all fucking freaked out and overblown about it. 
Just be thankful that we are addressing it to the best of our abilities, washing our hands, covering our mouths, social distancing, X, Y, and Z. You know? My name's Borat, Jin Kui. Uh, coronavirus, uh, I investigate. Uh, yeah. <coughs> what else do we got here? Um, oh, yes, this is a good one. Holy moly, you know? I'm loving it. Fake Corona doctors note. Uh, fake coronavirus doctors note from worker closed Hamilton McDonald's. So a Hamilton, Ontario McDonald's got closed because a worker um, handed in a fake doctor's note. Ooh. She just didn't want to go to work, please say. Do you hear these fucking gulls? Even they're scared for fucking coronavirus. They're freaking out. Not enough fucking toilet paper to be eaten. Do seagulls eat toilet paper? I don't know. There's like a bevy of fucking... Do you hear this? I fucking hate seagulls. They're the ugliest, most obnoxious fucking birds ever. <sighs> Pretty soon we'll be eating them. Pretty soon McDonald's will be serving them up <laughs> during this COVID-19 pandemic. All right. All right. Fake coronavirus doctor's note from worker closed Hamilton McDonald's. She just didn't want to go to work, police say. An 18-year-old Hamilton woman is facing four charges after police say she faked having coronavirus to get out of work. She just didn't want to go to work, Hamilton Police Constable Lorraine Edwards said. With the magnitude of what's happening in the world today, COVID-19 and the seriousness of what we have all been dealing with, this particular incident definitely needed to have police attention. On March 21st, CBC News reported that an employee at a McDonald's location at 20 Rye Mill Road East tested positive for novel coronavirus, based on the email statement from the company spokesperson. As management began working with the Public Health Ontario, as management began working with Public Health Ontario to confirm the case, Hamilton Public Health Services learned of the incident through CBC News. On March 23rd, police say it received information from officials about the employee who handed in the forged medical information four days earlier. The employee had previously worked on March 15th, prompting the franchise to ask customers, customers who were in the store the day... Uh, d d d ugh. I'm running out of steam. You know, I popped my cherry. I, bu I busted my load on that whole um, little fucking anger tirade I went on there. I, I felt a little frustrated and I spoke from the heart. And in my head right now, I'm questioning the shit I said. So maybe that's more to the point of what I should talk about before I continue with this. You know, here I am in my head thinking over the shit I said about, you know, shut the fuck up, stop crying wolf. And, you know judge the situation as a as needed and i guess that's the truth in my heart right now i feel like the situation isn't being judged as needed i think it's a lot of fear and anxiety i think it's a lot of people wanting to um glom glom on gleam on latch on to like <sighs> 
this sensational news story, whether it be celebrities with their self-aggrandizing, egotistical social media posts, whether it be news outlets flouting and um, spitting out all these like um, fear, 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 anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Oh, my God. The, new, the latest news on coronavirus, like to hook people's attention. Or whether it be like cities, states, provinces, countries overblowing the situation, you know, you know, oh my God, state of emergency when it's like, you know, relatively small numbers. I mean, here's the latest statistic too, by the way, um, on the numbers affected around the globe. This is according to Wikipedia on Google. Um... These are the COVID-19 stats as of, uh, as of now, April uh, 4th, 2020. Worldwide, 1,100,023, um, I'm stupid, 1,123,024 confirmed cases. 228,006 recovered, uh, 59,140 deaths. So, you know, a little over a million worldwide affected, infected, you know, quarter mil recovered, 60,000 deaths. In a world of billions, is it really, 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 really there yet? And this has been ongoing since uh, since uh, the end of 2019, when it first surfaced in November, December in Wuhan, China, allegedly. So this has been going on for a few months now. You know, only a million people inf- infected in a world of billions. A global pandemic, only a million people infected. A global pandemic, a million people affected. Over the course of like, it's been like five months. November, December, January, February, March. Now we're in April, six months. A million people out of the billions of people in the world. I don't know. Am I stupid? Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Is it really that? I mean, yeah. Take precautions. Be smart. Be wise. You know? Why take chances? But why be fucking frightened to death at every turn? I had enough of this. You know? And I just looked that up on a fucking cell phone that I pay $40 a month for. On some cheap little fucking $100 cell phone that I bought at Best Buy or Staples or whatever. You know what I mean? Just an everyday working Joe janitor. Somehow considered one of the most lucky people alive to have a job. Somehow considered, um, you know, whatever I'm considered as. But it's like, look at the common sense, calm and collectivity of a fucking lowly janitor. Why are people freaking the fuck out? I don't get it. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. 
a million people out of the fucking 7 billion people on the planet have been infected with this thing in the last five months. We're supposed to be that scared. 80% of them recover without any special treatment. All we got to do is wash our hands and stay indoors for the next little while. Plenty of people are still working. What's the big fucking deal? The people that do die from it, unfortunately, are elderly. Hey, that's life, you know? I'm going to assume that when I'm in my 80s, I'll probably not have the vitality of like a young person, which will be unfortunate, but will also be the reality of existence. I will be an elderly person and unfortunately more susceptible to, you know, infection. Pre-existing health conditions. Okay. Um, a lot of people have pre-existing health conditions um, that don't need to, you know? They're overweight. They smoke. They drink. They drug. They fuck up their own health. Now they want to cry to the fucking uh, Grim Reaper when he comes knocking. What the fuck did you think would happen? You play a dangerous game, you get dangerous results. You're an overweight, obese, chain-smoking, drinking, drugging moron. Now the reaper's coming to collect. Ah, ah, coronavirus. Ah, ah. Now you're scared. I don't know what to make of all this. I don't make anything of it. I think it's a lot of fear, anxiety, overblown horseshit. I'm getting fed up with it. We're just being lied to at every second, too. Not lied to, but it's like... It's like a chain reaction. Chain reaction of fear and anxiety around the world. And it's like, oh, it's easy for you to say you haven't lost a loved one and you're not in the hospitals and you're not seeing what's going on. It's like... Well, they make a good point. But, like... I don't know, I just... Look at the statistics. Are they lying to us in the statistics? What are we supposed to believe? If I can't believe these statistics of like, okay, this is what Google, Wikipedia, a well-known source, Google, Wikipedia is telling me that a little over a million people worldwide have been infected. Well, that's dick all if this thing's been around since the end of um, November, right? There's billions of people on the planet. World Health Organization says that 80% of people recover without any special treatment. So barely any people, barely that many people are getting infected. The vast majority of people recover. The only people that usually don't recover are in ill health or are elderly. All I got to do is wash my hands, stay indoors, cover my mouth when I cough. What the fuck am I supposed to be scared of? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Um, as for these funny little goofy stories, um, you know, uh, let's try to get into them a little bit here. You know, I kind of went on a side tangent, but you know, my mind's been clouded just like everybody. You're seeing this in real time, folks. This is what I'm going through. If you're out there and you're struggling, you're going through shit, you're questioning shit. So am I. I'm not a gladiator, you know, just a lowly janitor, you know, fucking lousy stand-up comedian, out-of-work actor. You know, I'm a fucking hack trying to make it in this world like any other motherfucker, trying to make sense of it all. So anyway, here we go. Um, 
to sum up that story, um, where do we have it here? I don't even know where it is, you know, just my mind's in 20 million fucking different places at the moment. Um, I lost the story. Uh, I guess I canceled it, but some stupid teenager calls in sick at McDonald's. <clears throat> I got the coronavirus. Hands in like a fake doctor's note. Um, what wound up happening was the store had to get shut down, sanitized, people off of work, all this pandemonium fear. They had to track down the customers that were in during that day. Like, you may have potentially got fucking infected when you ate that Big Mac. You know, did you eat a Big Mac? Oh, no, not the Big Mac. You should have ordered the fucking, uh, fucking, I don't know, the quarter pounder with cheese. You know, oh, my God, what were you thinking, you idiot? You ate the Big Mac. Ah. So that to like chase down their customers. Well, they didn't have to chase them. You, you don't have to chase a McDonald's customer. <laughs> Just stroll over to them at a slow pace. Hey, by the way, fatso, um, I think you got coronavirus. But, um, you know, so, you know. I guess it was just a funny story because it's like McDonald's <laughs> and uh, the youth, the youthful, the youthful stupidity in it, stupidity in it. Some 18 year old girls makes this crazy claim that she has coronavirus, like obviously not thinking it through. It's like, yo, like they don't just leave you alone. Like you have like what? Like, I guess look at all these statistics. They're counting the numbers daily. They're counting the people daily. So it's like, dummy, if you claim to have coronavirus, you're going to have the government poking into it. Like, who are you? How'd you catch it? Where did it come from? We're going to quarantine you. We're going to do studies on you. Like, if you catch coronavirus in our society anyways, Canada, where I live, they don't just leave you to yourself. They're going to be follow-up questions. You know, you are involved in a government statistic now. This stupid idiot thought you'd get away with it. Okay, well, I got coronavirus. Ha ha. Oh, um, I, um, I need to take a day off from work. Why? Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm involved in, um, what is it, a pandemic? Yeah, the pandemic. The global pandemic that's sweeping fear and anxiety across the globe. Um, the staggering numbers of statistics... Um, lab laboriously labored over by the fucking um, World Health Organization, every news outlet under the sun. You know, the um, bombardment of social media, punditry, babbling, misinformation, information, discussion, discourse, rhetoric, blah, 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 that fucking horseshit cycle. The coronavirus. I'm infected with it. All right, give me a call next week. Uh, I might be available. Bye. And she like, she thought she would just get away with it. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, um, you know, these are the times we're living in. It's like people exploiting the situation just for their own stupid little gains. You know, oh, I'm going to get a day off work if I claim to have coronavirus. Or, oh, I can get some attention on social media if I make a, a video post of me singing John Lennon's Imagine. Or, hey, J.R. the P, Jonathan Ramsey on the podcast, you know, 
goofy um, coronavirus situations. Maybe I'll get some information or some likes or maybe I'll get some views because I talk about coronavirus. Hypocrisy, misinformation. It's the whole damn thing. Hmm. I don't know. Um, before I leave you folks, I'll let you off on a funny one. Check this out. So this is from torontosun.com. Porn queen offers sex for COVID-19 cure. And more stories from the edge. Ooh. So some scientists looking for a cure for the deadly coronavirus may start working uh, harder. Russian porn star Loya Taylor, now isolated in Moscow, is offering to have sex with the scientist who finds a cure for the virus. She announced on her off she announced her offer on Instagram, adding she will be arrested if she leaves her apartment. <laughs> you know, she'll be arrested if she leaves her apartment, and then she makes this outlandish um I guess what do you call it? Offer <laughs> to fuck the scientist who comes up with the cure. One responder said, This is how to get young scientists motivated to invent a vaccination. Yeah, fuck the Nobel Prize. You know, give me a fucking Russian porn star. Makes sense. Who do you win a Nobel Prize for that type of shit? Plitzer? Give me the Academy Award for and the Academy Award for best fucking um, vaccine goes to the 27-year-old uh, star of Euro Pickups 2, Help Doc I'm Horny, and Lolita's in Barcelona isn't alone. British sex 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 rated star Sophie Anderson is getting out the message about clean hands. Oh yeah, wash your hands. <laughs> so yeah. Everybody's trying to get a piece of that coronavirus pie, man. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. <laughs> COVID-19, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta love it. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan Ramtran, reporting live for duty on this magnificent April 4th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Kind of a rambly, babbling, bumbling kind of podcast. I don't know. You know, uh, this is a sen- This is a time of um, confusion, this, that, and the other, you know? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. What do you think of the gravity of the situation? Is it overblown? Are people not taking quite the accountability they should? Is it fear-mongering? Anxiety? Or is it truly um, a state of... Um, complete um i don't know pandemonium pandemic as they call it hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com till next time ladies and gentlemen you live it you love it you realize it all right peace